pretty much uncalled for. Um, you know, he was struggling to catch me there for a while and finally got to me and then just turned me around. Whether he hit me or not, he turned me around. So um, I guess uh, what comes around goes around. fans and welcome back to the mile 24 show i'm your host craig james of the offside jive podcast also sweet cake fun segment that may now be its own show who knows interesting uh weekend we had in motorsports this week we had indycar nascar formula one all going at it some of them coming back from a month-long break or a couple week break depending on uh we had Tragic event at Spa in Formula 2, Antoine Hubert. Uh, he was killed in a crash on coming up the hill. I forget what the turn's called. It's like Om Rouge, I think. Probably butchering it. <laughs> Still learning the track corners for uh, those F1 circuits. Uh, yeah, bad uh, bad accident. It was horrific if you did see it. If you didn't, I mean, don't. <laughs> So very, very scary. Uh, one, uh, the other guy, I think his name's Carrera. He was, he had surgery and stuff too. He's in rough shape as well, but uh, thankfully he made it out alive at least. Um, but uh, Hubert, twenty-two uh, of the Arch team in the Renault Driving Academy, he did not make it. So is a is a weird way to start off the weekends. I know for me, as starting to do like a weekly show about it motorsports it was kind of i don't know i didn't when it when i first heard it happen and stuff i, I was didn't really want to watch the f1 race so i don't know it just felt weird especially when they started going around that around that area it's like ah, someone just you know passed away there yesterday so it's kind of a kind of a weird thing i thought about just letting the weekend pass but uh you know this uh we do like to do this. They raced, which I actually wasn't sure. I didn't know if they would not do it or not, but they went through with it. So they went through. We're going through. But, uh, just, just upsetting and tragic, you know. Feel bad for his family and friends and all that. So too young. It's too young. Just got to remember, you know. The, the cars and stuff are safer than they used to be and stuff, but uh, yeah, things can still happen. So these guys that go out there and do this every week, you gotta take their hat. You gotta take your hats off too, because uh, they're putting their lives on their line, lives on their line. Oh my goodness, lives on the line when they uh, when they go out there and you know it's things still happen. So. Hopefully we won't have anything like that happen again. Say new newer cars get safer. Now IndyCar they're doing the uh, the windshield next year, which is like they had a um, Red Bull I think was the original ones testing the visor. F1 didn't go for it. IndyCar kind of took the idea and took the halo and kind of merged them. It looks actually pretty cool. So hopefully uh, it's a success and especially in open wheel cars like the uh, safety could be better <laughs> i mean those things go so fast and it's not like i mean things can still happen in nascar but 
you know, after the Dale Earnhardt in 2001, those cars now are like tanks. <laughs> like they go flying through the air and they just get out and thumbs up and away we go. So obviously you'll never get 100% safe, but especially for those open wheel cars, those crashes can be scary. So hopefully safety can improve and we won't have uh, any more tragic accidents like we uh, had with Hubert. So thoughts go out to the family and I'm sorry for your loss, guys. It's a shame. So moving on from that, um, first up for Sundays for race activities, we had the Formula One at Spa. Again, kind of a weird, uh, weird vibe. You kind of tell, like, when they're showing the paddock and stuff, everyone kind of looked weird. They did a, a moment of silence and stuff for them, which was nice. So, interesting start. Uh, Verstappen. I don't know why the, the the starts for the Red Bull team are just they just fall back like rocks. They fall backs a little fall backs fall backs a little bit. No, I said it again anyway. Fell back a little bit coming into that first like really sharp corner. Like, turn one's brutal. Uh, he kind of cuts in a little bit on Raikkonen. I don't think Raikkonen sees him. Just like his placement, so he kind of turns like normal. And Verstappen caught the back wheel, and <laughs> Raikkonen tipped up in the air and slammed down, and a few cars got a little bump. Verstappen in Belgium, you know, right next to the Netherlands. A lot of those guys speak Dutch, too, so I'm sure they're big fans, too. Big big Verstappen crowd. Well, he's out on the first corner, <laughs> so well, that sucks for them, I guess. Uh, it sucks to see, um, you know, contender go out that early, but them's the breaks. We had, uh, Raikkonen had some damage, so he had to come in. His day was kind of done. He kept going, but after being lifted in the air, the car's not going to drive uh, very well. So, Carlos Sainz, as they're... You hear that cat snoring? Cat's laying on the desk next to the microphone, so you hear him snoring and stuff. That's probably why. She's chilling. Anyway, Carlos Sainz, he's going around uh, when they had the full course yellow and uh, loses power. They continue the safety car because he just guards, dies on track. So, Signs is also out at the beginning. For the most part, I mean, not a lot happened for a little bit. Uh, the Haas cars qualified pretty good. They were up in 6th and 7th, and then they just dropped off like rocks. I'm using that analogy a lot today. They fell back pretty quick. They're Magnuson first. Magnuson just was getting... <laughs> Once the DRS came into play, he was just getting blasted. They were just going right by him. Uh, Lando Norris made his way up to fifth. He was killing it for a while anyway. Uh, rocking around in fifth. The, uh, Ferrari, it was a Ferrari-Mercedes battle for most of this race up, up at the front. They had um, Leclerc pit, and then they kept out... For, uh, yeah, they kept out uh, Vettel. And Vettel... He was trying to get ahead of uh, Hamilton, keep the distance on Hamilton. And uh, he's cranking in laps, and uh, it turned out that he actually, when it cycled around, had the lead over Leclerc. So that was interesting pit strategy. There was some uh, <laughs> some questions there from the commentators, like, who's going to tell Leclerc that they, uh, <laughs> they use strategy and end up making them lose on track? So that was an interesting thing to see how it would uh, play in. Uh, Hamilton ended up passing Vettel, 
near the was it around lap 30-ish. Uh, Vettel came in for more tires to try to catch up ground. I don't think he did, though. Pretty sure he finished fourth. Poor Lando Norris. On the last lap, he's in fifth, and then his car also has a power failure, and he ends, I think he finished tenth. So it sucks for Lando, who's on, on course for his best career finish, and it was taken away from a, a car failure, so that sucks. It was kind of interesting for Lando, too. Like <laughs> He was out there by himself for most of it, the top four were just in another class, zooming around, and then everyone after six was, uh, I think he had like a 20-second gap or something from fifth to sixth. So Lando's just out there all by himself, just driving around, <laughs> just cruising around Spa, just having the best time until the end. Uh, so the closing laps, Leclerc was leading, and it was looking scary for this guy because if you remember Bahrain and Austria led most of it, didn't quite go his way at the end. Verstappen and Austria, as an example, pass him with like two laps to go. So Hamilton has been uh, catching him. And they pointed out that Mercedes has become very good at predicting like tire wear for the Ferraris. And they just pounce on them. So Hamilton's getting closer. And you can tell he's going for it. Like he's just knocking these the times down and down and down. And it's like, oh man, if he gets in DRS... <laughs> It's over for Charles. I was sitting there, I was like, man, I really want Leclerc to win. Hey, he's had a couple, again, brutal ones that he lost. So uh, he he did manage to hang on. It was getting a little scary. We almost had Hamilton win again. He'll finish second, extending that massive points lead. But, you know, Charles was able to hold him off, and he gets his first win in uh, Formula One. So that was awesome for him. Awesome to finally get to see it for him. I like, uh, look, I'm not a big Ferrari guy, but, uh, I like kids, so it's kind of cool for him. He always, uh, you know, he said he always dreamed of being an F1 and then always wanted to be Ferrari and then always dreamed of winning. And he makes the F1, has the first year with Sauber, and then gets in a Ferrari in the second year and gets his first one in a Ferrari, so that's really cool. I like when, uh, that happens for people. I mean, they have a dream and they go out there and they do it, so I'm happy for him. It's kind of somber, though, because uh, he uh, grew up with uh, Hubert, him and uh, I think Gasly and Ocon. They kind of all came up together. So, uh, you know, he gets his first win, but it was a day after, like, one of his friends passed away. So kind of a somber moment for him, but uh, he dedicated the win to him. And can't ask for a better end than that after a tragedy. So that's that's great for uh, everyone. So. Moving on to IndyCar, Portland. Now, this was a... <laughs> there were some bad decisions <laughs> in this race. So, first one, the first lap of the first corner. This seems to happen a lot in IndyCar. I feel like, <laughs> after Pocono and stuff, like, man, these guys, they make some interesting uh, judgment calls. So, first corner, the uh, Graham Ray Hall kind of shoots in inside. And doesn't exactly break. <laughs> he takes out. He took out both Schmidt-Peterson cars. So Connor Daly. Almost said Connor Hellebuck, the Winnipeg Jets goalie. Connor Daly. Uh, Hinchcliffe went out. Newgarden was able to avoid it, but he ended up farther back. So some few cars out. So we had a, a long, a long caution. Man, for a road course. So like seven laps to get going again. So we get going again. Um, 
Colton Herta, who had the poles out leading, followed by Scott Dixon, so they're cruising around. We had uh, Ryan Hunter Ray coming up to pass Rossi, who was in contention for the championship. And or, uh, Rossi was going to pass him. So <laughs> Rossi's going to pass his teammate. This is a little uh, later on after that we get back going again. He goes and he goes all the way down the track to block his teammate, who's in the championship, running. Which was a, a big dumb dumb move anyway. Just let the guy by. Like, it's your teammate. I get you want points too, but you know, your team to win the championship? Hello? Anyway. He cuts way down. And uh, Rossi kind of backs out. And because Hunter Ray <laughs> did this ridiculous block, similar to Ray Hall, he uh, didn't exactly break for that first corner. And he barrels right into uh, Harvey. Who was having a decent run? I think he's a part-time guy for uh, Shank Racing, so uh, they weren't impressed. I do love the reaction <laughs> after they wreck. So Rossi goes by them, and they're sitting there, and Harvey looks over Hunter Ray and gives him like a sarcastic slow clap. It was beautiful. <laughs> I was watching this, and I was just shaking my head. I'm like, "What the hell are you doing, Ryan? What do you? Why would you do that? Like, race him a little bit, but..." He came all the way down the track, doesn't break for the corner, and just takes out some other guy. <laughs> it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Oh, man. These IndyCar guys, man. Sato, that whole, whether it was him or not, allegedly. The whole Pocono crash on the first lap, and then uh, Ferrucci and Newgarden. <laughs> These IndyCar guys, man. They're just, they're just out there. Just out there having a time. Doing some crazy stuff for open wheel cars. You know, if they're in stock cars, that's another thing. Remember we were just talking about safety and such? Maybe uh, chill out a little bit, Ski. Holy crap. Anyway, um, <laughs> Dixon, he's kind of uh, following Herda, and Dixon's a master of tire, tire wear, almost said relegation, tire management. And he's following Herda, who's a rookie. Herda's doing pretty well, but uh, he burns up his tires like <laughs> crazy. Dixon played him like a fool. And Dixon gets by him. Herta fell back like six spots. He went ended up in like fifth or something. That's not that doesn't make sense. You can't go from first, lose six spots, and end up in fifth. He lost four spots. <laughs> Math. <laughs> uh, so Dixon takes the lead. So he's out there cruising for a little bit, no problem. Sunday driving, having time, and uh, car just dies. I think it was a battery thing. Car just. Boop. Done. Ends up, I think it went to commercially come back. Come back. Come back. He's in the pits, and uh, that was the end of his day. That sucked for him because he's in the, uh, was in the championship running. I guess mathematically still, but not very likely. Uh, Will Power ends up getting the lead, uh, and Rosenquist is on him, so those, they were 1-2. Rosenquist kind of follows him for a bit with five or six to go. You get another caution, so it brings them up. But uh, Will Power just had a wicked restart and just pulled away and uh, end up winning the race. So two out of three for Will Power, who went all year without winning. Got the rained out one in Pocono, which, you know, you win, but, yeah, you know. But uh, he got this one, so awesome for Will Power. He gets the win. Rosenquist still doesn't have his first win, but, hey. What can you do? Newgarden ended up making his way to like fourth or something. He he was cutting through. He got uh, pushed back at the beginning and didn't do any uh, craziness and ends up extending his points lead. 
he lost a couple points on Rossi, but ahead of everybody else. I think he finished around seventh or eighth. He was wasn't really a factor. Just kind of around, but not really. Uh, starting for this race is weird. Like the all the top points guys are out of the top six, so it's it shook it up a little bit. Before we get into uh, the Darlington race, which we'll just touch on because we'll get into it. Um, the Xfinity race at Darlington, uh, Hamlin won, but didn't pass inspection again in the Xfinity series. So they gave the trophy to Cole Custer. So Custer gets like his fifth or sixth win of the year, killing it. Getting all those championship points. So that's going to be an interesting uh, championship battle in the Xfinity. So Darlington rained. I had Sunday off, so obviously it's going to rain. Uh, if you've ever listened to the show and I be able to watch the full race. It rained. So this thing didn't get going until 11 o'clock my time. I'm a sleepy boy. I had a long day. I had a four-hour fantasy football draft. I had the IndyCar race. I had the F1 race. Drinking. <laughs> Eating chicken burgers and Doritos. I can't stay up till 3 a.m. <laughs> so uh, I think I got through 30 laps before I fell asleep, which sucked. But uh, I was really excited for this race, too. And because I'm in Canada, it's really hard to find a replay because our Broadcaster rights are shitty. Bell and Rogers, you guys suck. Get it together. Oh, IndyCar, it's on Sportsnet World. I have to pay 20 bucks a month. Friggin' DAZN. Get it on DAZN. Sportsnet World sucks. Just put it on your normal TV. Friggin' TSN, you can put Overwatch on all friggin' day, every day, but uh, you can't give me a lacrosse or an IndyCar? Come on. Bunch of bums. Anyway, little tangent. We're at Darlington. Uh, this is throwback weekend. Couple of the throwbacks. I'll give you my favorite throwbacks before we just run down what happened. Uh, Jimmy Johnson's I really liked. He threw back to his uh, Super Truck days or Rally Truck, whatever the hell series he was. Uh, I really like Alex Bowman's car, Tim Richmond throwback, but sweet burgundy on that 88 looked awesome. Uh, I think the Adam Petty Bubba Wallace car won the, the fan vote for the top one, but I was never a big fan of that paint scheme. I, I like the idea, and you know, salute to Adam Petty, which is kind of ironic. Is it irony? I don't know, but you had a racing death, and you're thrown back to a guy that passed away. Is kind of a weird coincidence. Um, uh, Kurt Busch's car—I didn't like that he threw back to his own Camaro, which is kind of lame but it looked pretty cool. Uh, Kyle Larson's car I really liked, and uh, Logano's was cool because you know Harvick. Love that man. Harvest Car wasn't a throwback, but it looked cool. But uh, I think out of all of them, my favorite was probably... Uh, I don't know. It's hard to say. <laughs> I should have wrote it down before I recorded. I, I'll give it to the Bowman Car, just because I really like that red. That looked really cool. So Alex Bowman, I guess, is my favorite uh, throwback, I guess. Who knows? Um, Kurt and Kyle... Both won the stages. Kurt Busch has been killing it lately. He's only got the one win, but he always seems to be in the thick of things, which I like to see. Uh, Kyle Busch, looks, he finished second in this race, so it looks like he's getting back on track. Uh, Suarez and Newman that you heard at the top of the show there, they had a bit of an incident. Suarez kind of hit Newman, and Newman went around. Doesn't feel, uh, he said what goes around comes around, but Newman doesn't feel too good, does it? Remember when you hit Benedetto and cost him the win at Bristol? Hmm does go around when it comes around, doesn't it? A little bit of karma there, Newman. So they're actually tied going into the last race of the regular season. 
That's interesting. Uh, Eric Jones finally gets his uh, first one of the year. He's been finishing the top three or four forever. Uh, it was nice to see him finally get a win. Kind of can leave him alone about being the only Gibbs driver not to win. Again, not really super in depth for Darlington, but I was I was sleeping, man. <laughs> I wish I could have watched it. It looked like it was a good race. But uh, I'm glad Eric Jones was able to win. The playoffs look a little interesting going into uh, Homestead. Or not Homestead. Going into the last race, Indy. Playoffs are coming. It's going to get crazy. So we'll go over some standings. And then we will give some picks for next week. So IndyCar is up first. We have in 10th, Santonio, or Santino Ferrucci in the Honda. He's uh, moving right up. Four inches falling out of the top 10. Ah. Uh, Graham Rahal in the Honda is in 9th. He should lose a point for that, uh, that nice move you had put on. <laughs> uh, Rosenquist is in 8th in the Honda. The next couple are Hondas as well. Hunter Ray in 7th. <laughs> nice pass, bud. Or nice block. Uh, Takuma Sato. Or, I got the A's and O's with Takuma Sato in the Honda as well. In sixth, Will Power in fifth with another win in his Chevrolet. Scott Dixon in his Honda in fourth. Kind of out of the picture at this point. Going into the last race with double points. Ooh, crazy. We'll see if uh, Simon Pagano, who's currently in third in the Chevrolet, can move up. Or maybe it's going to be Alexander Rossi in the Honda. Or is Joseph Newgarden, the guy that's been the points leader for pretty much all year, is he going to stay? Is he going to keep the lead in his Chevrolet and win that championship? We'll find out in a couple weeks. Over in Formula Juan. Oh my goodness. I had it up, but I blew it. Hang on. In 10th, we have Alexander Albon, who had a decent showing and uh, finished 6th or 7th, I believe. No better than Gasly. What? Justice for Gasly. Uh, Albon in 10th. Kimi Raikkonen sits in 9th. Torasso Danny Kvyat is in 8th. Clarence Carlos Sainz is in 7th. Gasly in, in Toro Rosso now <laughs> is in 6th. Charles Leclerc. He, in the Ferrari, is in fifth. Vettel, as well, also in the Ferrari, is in fourth. Red Bull's Max Verstappen is in third. And two Mercedes, Bottas, and is a 65-point lead, Lewis Hamilton up there. Just spanking them right now. Just putting the meat to them. That's a weird thing to say. <laughs> All right, so over in our NASCAR friggin' standings here. Hit the right freaking button, boys. I got the race results under the standards. All right, so in 20th, who's pretty much out of the picture at this point, I don't think Busher can get in. But Chevrolet, 37, Chris Busher, Paul Menard in 19th with his four, Jimmy Johnson. Ooh, he might miss the playoffs for the first time. It's looking like in a Chevrolet in 18th. So a tie for 16th. We have Ryan Newman and Daniel Suarez both in fours. Couple Stuart Haas Fords at 15th and 14th. William Byron in 13th in his Hendrick Chevrolet. Eric Jones now, he was pretty well in anyway, but now locked in with the win in the Toyota Gibbs car in 12th. Also locked in with a win, Alex Bowman in 11th in his Hendrick Chevrolet. 
Brian Blaney's in 10th, pretty well in. I don't think he followed at this point, but winless still. And the Pinsky Ford, Kyle Larson, winless in the Chevrolet in ninth. And then we have all the wind drivers who are locked in. And a couple Chevrolets of Chase Elliott for Hendrick and the Ganassi Chevy. Kurt Busch. Penske for Brad Keselowski in sixth. Uh, Gibbs Toyota in fifth for Martin Truex. Kevin Harvick in the Stuart Haas Ford in fourth. Denny Hamlin in the Gibbs Toyota in third. Logano in the Penske Ford in second. And Kyle Busch clinched the regular season title. Uh, Darlington, I think I said that already, but uh, Joe Gibbs Toyota. So he won the regular season. Will he win the rest? Who will tell? Who can tell? Oh, yeah. Now we got looking ahead. So we got Monza, who is very good. I love Monza. Monza's fun. And we have the Brickyard, who I would like an Indy. And NASCAR, it's been a little poopy lately, but... Uh, this year has been had some really good races in NASCAR, so who knows? Maybe uh, Indy will not be poopy this year. I'd rather it not be. It's a good, tr- it's a historic track. That's awesome. So it'd be nice for it not to suck. Uh, so my pick for Monza, we do the underdog and the winner. So I'm going to say Ferrari is actually going to get another win this week. I think uh, it'll be Sebastian Vettel though this time. I think Vettel will squeak in and get a win. I think uh, Ferrari. They look a lot better than they did at the beginning of the year. They they really impressed me here at uh, Spa. So their home track, and I think they're going to pull it all stops. They've lost to Mercedes two years in a row at the track. So uh, look for Sebastian Vettel to get up there and win that shit. Uh, the underdog, who finished seventh last year and just signed a three-year deal, had a pretty good race at Spa, uh, Sergio Perez. He might sneak onto the podium or get in the top five. That's... It's my underdog guide for the uh, for the year, or for this race. In NASCAR, we got the Brickyard. So, Brickyard. Brickyard memories, baby. So, 2003 is the choice for me. So, as a Harvick fan, as you know, 2002 wasn't a very good year. He had a couple wins, but had uh, some inconsistencies, so he didn't finish too well. I think he finished in the 20s in the standings. So, other than the wins, he had a kind of a bad year. Uh, in 2003, he had one win in a sweet paint scheme. And I remember watching this race and being, he uh, was the first guy to win off the pole. I was super excited when he won because uh, he you know, had that bad year before. He, he was pretty decent in the points. I think, I think he finished like fourth. Uh, so, it was nice to see him get a win and a big win, too, at uh, Indy. I mean, it's, a, it's Indy. Anytime you can win there. And that 2003 paint scheme was just nice. So it was nice to see uh, Kevin win in 03. It was probably my favorite Brickyard race off the top of my head. So that's your indie memory. My winner for this week is Kyle Larson. I think he's finally going to get the win. Nice flat track for him. He's been kind of killing it but not winning yet this year. Sleeper for the championship. I think they have the speed. He's just once he nails down that consistency and starts rattling off the wins, I think he's I think he's right there, like he's right on the cusp. And I think he's going to start it here at Indy. Uh, the underdog for this, I think Suarez could sneak in and get uh, his first win. Suarez seems to be pretty decent at uh, Indy. He seems pretty excited for it. Thinks he's awesome. So we'll see. Uh, I think you know he's tied for the last spot in the bubble. I think he's going to have a good showing, so why not win at Indy? So Larson or Suarez could be a winner. And that's pretty much it 
for today. The only thing I really forgot to mention, I should have said at the top of the show, is uh, uh, not Sebastian Esteban uh, Ocon is uh, leaving Mercedes as their test driver and going to replace Hulkenberg at Renault. So Hulkenberg is currently out of a ride, and Ocon's making his much anticipated retirement seem. So we'll see him for next year at Renault. Who knows? Maybe Renault will actually be good next year. I like Renault, so I wouldn't mind them to not suck. So, that's it for Mile 24. Hope you guys enjoyed. See you in a couple days. Sweet cake on the Jai Town Media channel. Keep clean. Have a good day, guys. Peace.